You know well I'm a ticket fried A cold beer on a Friday night A pair of jeans that fit just right And the radio The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk Saturdays at 8 a.m. Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM 1240 a.m. and 92.5 FM Now, here's your host Jay Garvin This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee Your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner And a little bit of chicken fries Go beer on Friday night. A pair of jeans to fit just right. And the radio. Well, howdy, folks. Jay Garvin's here. A little country twang there, I guess. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk. And we're at the end of June. And 4th of July Independence Day is just upon us this next week. I hope as you're sitting here listening to me, you're planning a trip somewhere around our beautiful city for an event or our beautiful state or even around the country. I um, am doing a vacation myself, which I'll get to in a second. But before I do that, I want to introduce myself to those new listeners. I am Jay, host of the Jay Garvin Show here for seven years, 300-plus shows, think 350 now, and I'm your friend. You can call me directly at 719-330-1457. We do all different types of shows here. Sometimes I do economic updates and tell you what's happening in the real estate market. Other times I tell you trends in mortgage. There's times when I explain some of the economic cycles and demographics. In fact, last week I did a cult classic, uh, Attack of the Killer Loans, and kind of help you understand what financial products that are out there that are good, which ones will hurt you. Sometimes I talk about the direction that our community is going. I've done a whole series on all zip codes and neighborhoods are not created the same to help you understand real estate, to help you participate in real estate, and hopefully help you get a piece of the American dream for you. And that's an interesting question because what is the American dream? Now, I'm doing this ad hoc. I don't have any research on... The American Dream, I've got my job title here, but trust me, we'll tie it all together. The American Dream is a little bit different for everybody, but I can tell you one thing that's for sure is that everybody I've ever talked about the American Dream, it involves less debt and not more debt. The American Dream involves less stress, not more stress. The American Dream actually statistically includes more references to home ownership than rental, more references to financial independence than being tied to debt or to credit. It always includes health for the individual that I've read and also for their family. It also includes opportunity and challenge and growth more than it does stagnation. So as I spontaneously share this with you, you might start to feel and see the reason why I passionately come into the studio every single week. You know, Matt, it really hit me today because I got a call this morning that my um, aunt, 92 years old, passed away this morning. And that really struck me because it was the exact time that Matt and I were starting this show in January 28th of 2012, less than three weeks before my father died, my aunt's sister, And that's how long, one, I've been blessed, 
that my father passed away, but all of his siblings have continued to live over the last seven years. But more importantly than that, it tells us where we've come, and I thank God that I'm in here doing my passion, and that's to teach you, hopefully to get you closer to your individual dreams, closer to your individual goals, closer to your larger dreams of the quote-unquote American dream. And I'm going to tell you right away, I love this show because the Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk is such a large part of that dream. Now, it's if you take the heart of a teacher and the debt elimination approach like I do on my show and with the company Garvin's Group of Churchill that I run. I also align myself very closely with Dave Ramsey and the Smart Money team and the FPU, Financial Peace University team, the Baby Steps, everything that they do, debt-free home ownership. But today, I get to talk about our community, what's happening in our community, and how that ties to you. Because if we can kind of unpack this whole economic cycle that's going on around us, I mean, why are there cranes in the sky now and not in 2009? Why is there the Olympic Training Museum being built today and it wasn't built in 08? Why are there cranes with Norwood building four-story and Atomic Cowboys? And, you know, I could go through 15, 20 of the different restaurants and expansions with City of Champions, all of that. The title of today's show today, drumroll man, How Jobs Help. So that's the title of today's show. How we're going to tie that to real estate, how we're going to tie that to mortgage is beyond me. But you know I'll always do it. And the reason I'm mortgage connected, most of you know regular listeners, I'm a licensed loan officer. have been one since 2009 when they instituted it and was a loan officer. Nobody was licensed prior to that for the 10-year period from 98 to 2008. So there's been a lot to change in this community, a lot to change in the real estate and mortgage world. And I'm going to share it with you. And the bottom line is, is that I had the whole muse for the show was really Spring's job market among the best, actually just ahead of Denver's. And I saw that article and I thought it was interesting. But then less than a week later, at the end of June, Rich Layden does an article in the business section of the Gazette that's called Spring's number two with IT workers. And I said, I'm going to talk about jobs. Bill McAbee comes in here, owner-operator of the largest title company here in El Paso County, Colorado Springs, locally owned and operated, comes in for the economic update. And he always has told me for the last 24 months, two years, going on almost three, Jay, the economy's hot, interest rates are low, houses are competitively priced, Young families are moving here, baby boomers are retiring, and we don't even have an explosion of jobs yet. And he said, if we get jobs, this economy is going to be not only sustained, but continue to explode. Now, there's a good and a bad side to that, and I'm going to get to both of those sides. But today, I want to talk about how jobs help. Because here's the reality. It's so easy to see the big red apple that's all juicy and plump hanging from the tree. We can relate to that. There's beautiful apple trees around Colorado Springs. If you're from Florida or if you're not and you see those huge plump oranges hanging off those orange grove trees, or I went up to the Dales, Oregon, and saw these cherry trees that literally had cherries that were almost as big as nectarines hanging off. And basically what I'm going to talk about today is the jobs that we're seeing. 
the home values that we're seeing, the cranes that we're seeing, the construction, this is just the fruit on the tree. This is final evidence of our success and the growth of our community. But today we're going to look at the tree itself. We're going to, what brings jobs? What makes up the GDP? What in the world even are the factors of a effective or positive economic formula like we have here in Colorado Springs? What's the opposite? Is it just by chance or is the things that are happening in Colorado Springs, are they orchestrated? Is it a part of a bigger picture? We're going to break that down today. So don't go anywhere. Right after the break, I'm going to get into this deep. We're going to go into a lot of great, rich content. But during the break, give me a call. I'd love to earn your business to do your next purchase or refinance transaction. Licensed mortgage originator, and I have a whole team, Garvin's Group of Churchill Mortgage. So call me at 719-330-1457 or go to churchillcolorado.com. Put in your question and say, Jay, I want help on my next rate reduction refinance. I'll be back after these important messages. If you got a problem, don't care what it is. You need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. I got two strong laws. I can help. The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage and Patrick Giprich, your relocation consultant. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay, the host of the Jay Garvin Show right here on KRDO News Radio. And I told you prior to the break that today's show is titled, How Jobs Help. Now, the muse for this show or the premise of the show is, why Colorado Springs? I've got articles in front of me right here that says Springs is the number two most desirable site with IT workers, information technology, one of the hottest buzzwords in career fields right now. You know, right up there with engineers and rocket scientists and doctors and nurses, IT, information technology, is a very highly paid, highly sought after, quickly growing job sector. And one of the things that is stated in this article here is that, hey, this is not some organization like U.S. News and World Report. This is not some city council like Colorado Springs or some chamber that's trying to promote a city. This is the actual work pool, the actual IT workers that were surveyed to say, hey, out of all these different categories, all these different things that are important to you, where would you choose, where would be the best place for you to go and expand your career? And it's absolutely amazing what they said. Of course, number one when seeking a specific company or job title is, what do they pay you? But interestingly enough in this article as well, it said the quality of the work environment. And those two are becoming so close that salary in many work fields is second to the quality of the work environment. Hey, everybody talks about Google and Facebook and Microsoft and PayPal, and we see all of these beautiful buildings in San Francisco and Seattle and the West Coast and 
I mean, if, if you haven't seen the spaceship Apple in California, it would blow your mind. They have spent billions and billions doing that. And you've got these unbelievable cafeterias, these unbelievable game rooms, and free glass front refrigerators with food and all of this. But, you know, it's amazing. I have a good friend of mine and a client, Mike, who just took a position with PayPal. You would be blown away. Do you know that a lot of these individuals in an IT environment work anywhere from 12 to 16 hours a day? Look at, read the book about Bill Gates. Bill Gates and Microsoft, he had like 17 years, not 17 months, not 17 weeks, 17 years that he took no break at all. And you have to have things to offset that because quality of life really matters. But the biggest thing is is that that's not the only mention of Colorado Springs. You look at the job market, and it says Colorado Springs shares the number 14 spot as the strongest job market in the nation, shares that spot with Provo, Utah, actually just ahead of Denver. And it talks about net employment outlook and 21% of the current quarter where people in different states, how many people think they have job security and companies have job growth potential as opposed to job insecurity and the possibility for downsizing. And they look at Colorado Springs and a lot of companies say there's a tremendous amount of upside. But let's go further and say, what in the world is this all about? Why Colorado Springs and why now? I mean, you see the articles, you see the cranes, you see the growth in the city. I've got radio listeners, you, that have had feedback to me directly that says, look, I'm not excited about the growth, Jay. Maybe you're excited about the growth, but I'm not. This used to be a great little town, and now it's turning into California, and I understand that. I laugh and say, hey, anything north of Garden of the Gods for my wife and I, anything north of Garden of Gods Road, my wife and I consider South Denver. Because the northeast side of this town is growing so much and it's so large. I'll be honest with you. The south side here is just an absolute hidden paradise. And I'm almost afraid to talk about it because we have a house right in the Broadmoor, which is literally four minutes away from the radio station. It's three minutes away from my daughter's dance studio. It's six minutes away from my kid's school. It's eight minutes away from my office at Garvin's Group of Churchill Mortgage on Cascade. And it's seven minutes away from my wife's grocery store, King Supers, and only four minutes away from her new workout place. So 90% of our life is in the tiny little community of Ivy Wilder Broadmoor. But we are growing, and I do know it's frustrating. But let's understand why it's happening, and let's look at the alternative. For all of you naysayers out there that says, well, the city, we don't want it to grow, it's becoming terrible, kind of how dare you? How selfish? You got yours, you're comfortable, you don't want Colorado Springs to grow anymore, maybe your kids are already gone, maybe you don't want your kids to come back here and expand and have the same opportunity that you did. Maybe we want to have an environment like Peoria, Illinois, that is getting smaller. They're, they're not building houses at all, the people can't sell their houses because more people are moving out than moving in. It's the same thing across the board. I'm going to go over the 10 states with the strongest economy and the 10 states with the weakest economy, and you can imagine where Illinois rests in that, where places like Alabama rest in that. I, I lived at Fort Rucker, Alabama, where there's no new people and no new developments that are built compared to here. So there's a plus and a minus, but some of the other things that's just crazy with the accolades before I go down into the meat of it is look at all the things that have happened just in the last 12 months. In April, U.S. News and World Report 
had Colorado listed as one of the best places to live again as number three. In 2018, we were number two, up there right with the Austins and the uh, Hawaii's. In January, Wallet Hub ranked Colorado Springs as the fifth best city to find a job with opportunity. I, I want to see why. Why are there more millennials proportionately that are moving to Colorado Springs than Denver now? In 2018, a study by Brookings Institute, their Metropolitan Policy Program, showed millennials were moving to Colorado Springs at a higher rate than anywhere else in the United States. Now, come on, man! How do we understand that? Are we so special? Or are we just patting our backs? So I want to get down into the meat. I mean, I'm going all the way down, and if I lose some of you guys, so be it. Let's start at the GDP. Let's look at the last administration and the current administration, and let's start with the GDP, because everything starts with the gross domestic product. Now, you can look at the gross national product. You can look at the net GDP after depreciation. You can look at the real GDP. The net GDP is after depreciation, and the real GDP is after inflation. You can look at PPC, which is the production possibility curves. But here's the bottom line. The gross domestic product is made up like a cube, a Rubik's cube. Visualize it as you're driving and listening to me. That only has four quadrants. There's four ways an economy, a country, a state, and a city, where I'm going to end up in Colorado Springs, that we have a gross domestic product. One-fourth of that is government spending. If you don't have any government spending, you're really cutting out a portion of the equation. Here's the biggest one, which makes me throw up in my mouth, is personal consumption spending. See, the Bushes and the credit card companies and the real estate agents and mortgage brokers and HELOCs and the car guys, they want Americans to spend money, and that's stereotypically 25% of GDP. But here's the forgotten zones, the forgotten cubes that now all of a sudden our city, before this governor, which I disagree with, Paulus, Hickenluber understood these quadrants. Trump understands these quadrants. Obama did not. You can't build an economy on more government spending alone. You want to focus on the quadrants of investment. Investment, and I'll get into that. And the biggest one is manufacturing, net exports. Make America great again, baby. And it's not just here. You know, Colorado 3, people don't know. There's amazing national companies in this city that no one knows about, like BombBomb is a great one. In the 90s, it was amazing when Focus on the Family, a nonprofit, came out here. There's different quadrants that I'll go into that were very, very strong. But now, I'm going to digress and then come back. Why? Why are more millennials moving to Colorado Springs than ever? Why do we have more job opportunities and more IT people that say they want to live here? Well, first of all, let's look at the GDP and the fact that um, does Colorado Springs have a balance of government spending and government investment? Rhetorical question. Think of that yourself. Does Colorado Springs have a good balance of personal consumption and spending? Which means do we have growing salaries? Do we have a respectable annual salary amount? per citizen, and are people investing it in our community or someone else, or it's a poor community and they're not spending it at all? Do we actually have investment through capital coming into this community? Is that changing? Is it shrinking and growing? And most importantly, is there manufacturing? Are, is there creation that's happening in Colorado Springs? And is that growing and is there an upside? Or is it shrinking and there's a downside? That's what I'm going to talk about. But before we go to break, I want you to think of that GDP. And then I also want you to think on six factors, universal factors, from one article's opinion, Crone.com, that affect an economy positively. 
So before we go to break, think of this. They say there's six things that make positive factors in a growing economy. One, you have to have some access to natural resources. Number two, you better have physical capital or infrastructure. Number three, you better have a population and a labor pool and a skilled workforce. Number four, you better have human capital, schooling and training. Number five, you better have technology, meaning you better be inventing and refining something. And lastly, you better have positive and proactive and business-friendly law. So I'm going to talk about that after the break. I know that's a lot to unpack. But if you look at just all the fancy jobs of the fancy home prices of the cranes we have, that's easy to see. It's easy to see the apple. My friends, whether you want to or not, I'm going to show you the tree, the leaves, the branches, the trunk, the root, baby. We're going to get down to it right there. And stuff fires me up, man. I want to go and start another company. So I'm going to be right back after the break, go through this all with you and see how it applies to you, the American dream, to change your life. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. Don't go anywhere. This next segment's going to be powerful. Call me at 330-1457 or go to Churchill, Colorado, so you can get a piece of the dream. I'll help you buy a house. I'll help you get a mortgage. Then I'll even help you pay it off fast. So I'll be back after these important messages. The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin's. Hey, where's the beat? I am Jay. My producer is over my head. I think I'm the pinata and he's the bat because he's trying to swing at me to say get in housekeeping. And I'm like, you're not the boss of me. And then I thought, well, God, he actually is. He could he could put in any sound effect right now that he wanted. Make me sound like a moron. So I'm going to do what he says, friends. I'm Jay Garvin's. You're listening to the Jay Garvin's show. I am deep into a show called How Jobs Help. Last segment, I introduced to you that, hey, it doesn't matter whether a city like ours is doing well, a state like ours which is doing well, or a country like ours are doing well. A lot of it focuses around the GDP, the gross domestic product, and what you're producing, either good or bad, in an individual economy, a microcosm like Colorado Springs, us collectively as a state. And then secondly, I said, hey, there's some positive factors. We see that we have new jobs in Colorado Springs. I referenced two articles. One with IT people saying we're growing and we're a popular place to work. Another one, Springs Job Market Among the Best. I could get into all the jobs that are coming here for the cybersecurity and that expansion. I'm going to get into that about technology. That's a brilliant plan. All of the people that are going to come here for the expansion of successful companies like Amazon and their service center, amazing. Probably the best in the whole city about Sierra Nevada that's expanding out around the airport with premium level jobs, even higher than IT. The median job with that company as they're all built out beyond 2,000 workers is going to be over $92,500 a year median income. Then you have all of the City for Champions that's bringing things in. And I'm going to go on and on and on about that, but these are just some of the immediate jobs. Now, some jobs are low level, like if you work in a warehouse in Amazon, you're not going to make as much as if you're a specific leather tradesman with Sierra Nevada. You're going to make far more in the cybersecurity center than you are at the uh, Department of Corrections as 
a guard. But the six factors that affect economic growth, and think of this, what are the natural resources of Colorado Springs? What's the physical capital or infrastructure? What's the population, labor pool, skill force? Number four, what's the human capital, the schooling, the training, the investment? What's five? Technology. What are we doing with that? What are our specialties? What makes us different? And what's the law? Does the law favor business and favor a correct and level stable of living, or is it almost insurmountable? Well, let's go back. I'm going to pack this off even more, even before I go into housekeeping, and tell you let's look at when things in Colorado Springs started to change and how they have added up upon one another. Because we have jobs. We have higher house values. We have increased development. We have a growing population. These, I state, are just simply the ripe, beautiful apple, the big red gala apple hanging at the end of the branch being plucked off. It's really beautiful. But it took a healthy tree, a healthy branch, a healthy leaf, a healthy trunk, and super healthy roots to produce that apple. One hailstorm and that thing screwed. One bad decision by our mayor and things will turn. So let's start there. What are some of the changes in the last 10 years that took Colorado Springs from humdrum to a city on the map. I personally, these are just my opinions. Number one is a strong mayor program. I mean, this is just ingenious. We had a ceremonial mayor for the first couple hundred years of our city and territory before we actually had a mayor that had to be held accountable for everything by the constituents. Steve Bach was that first mayor. It's so crazy. Steve Bach was actually our Donald Trump before Donald Trump. I don't know Steve personally, but I think he did a great job. Real estate developer. Some of them, you know, the Mary Lou Make pieces waved their wand at him. But come on, he's not a perpetual politician. He had never held a political office before Colorado Springs. And was Colorado Springs a better or worse place after he left? I know we got the city for champions, and that creates jobs. I know that he streamlined some of the government and made it smaller. The reality is this. He only did one term, too. He only did four years. But if you unpack that even further, as this blows me away, and I really need you to listen to this, especially the people that study this stuff, that listen like the Tim Lees or the Mike McGuire's, I appreciate you, or the Justin or John Hermes, the Steve Norris's. I know you guys are out there that are really business Karen Conrad, really business people, men or women. Look at this. As our state has gotten more liberal, meaning there are less and less conservative Republicans at the state level, we're down to zero. See, Keith King used to be a statewide politician, and he got booted out of office just about the same time that Bill Owens was finishing up, and he turned his focus, and because he was pushed out of Denver, he came back and made a larger impact in Colorado Springs. A lot of you don't know that it was Keith King, when he was the president of city council, that kind of started to form with Don Knight and others. I don't ever want to cut people out, but they started to say, why is our airport losing money, and can we structure enterprise zones? That's how Sierra Nevada came here. That's how Amazon has come here, because they were incentivized. That's why Frontier came back here because businessmen, Keith King is a businessman, he wasn't a politician, started to make good decisions. The same with Steve Bach. Look at this next one. Look at Mayor Southers, who's a great mayor. I mean, by hitting term limits and not being able to pursue any more realistic state-level jobs because we've went so far to the Democratic left side, he came back and we get to get the statewide, almost nationally recognized politician at our state level. And now it's happened again with Wayne Williams. Wayne Williams was one of the best Secretary of States 
that we had ever had. Voted one of the best in the nation, was impartial to any party. He did the system. He automated it. It was great. But he was thrown out for political reasons, and now he's on our city council, and he's got great ideas. So enterprise zones. This city of champions and now city for champions that changed in the middle, don't tell me this Olympic Museum is not going to change the whole structure, culture, and outlook. I mean, we're Olympic City USA. That's another moniker, getting labels. The entire UCCS medical campus out there that's going up. This huge welcome center for the Air Force on 40-plus acres at the North End. I sat in those city planning meetings, and there was saber rattlers there that said it was going to be the end of the world and all the people might, you know, we're going to we're going to die along the freeway. Belly up, never see him again. Extinct. Whatever. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Sky is falling, chicken little. Keep running across the road. That's going to help our city. This Widener Field, you know Widener graduated from high school right here and he's a billionaire in Seattle. But bam, and he's investing in Colorado Springs, one of the largest private landowners in the entire country. He owns like 55,000 units, a billionaire, bigger than Anschutz, and he's investing hugely into this community, and this Widener field with the switchbacks is going to change the demographics of the way we celebrate. They call it Nuso, Nuso, which is the new south end. Instead of the old north end, it's the new south end. And I'm telling you that uh, that's one more thing that's adding to the advantage. This whole infrastructure vote, that now our roads are getting better, these are all the nuts and the bolts. With Mayor Souther starting to get an agreement on the stormwater thing rather than this thing just rolling, and before Souther's and Bach, it was great. Lionel Rivera was a great mayor, but he got like five grand a year, and that's a ceremonial. Go cut a ribbon. The city manager ran, and they're bureaucrats. The same thing is happening in Pueblo, you guys. Do you know for the first time in the history of Pueblo, they are voting in a mayor? Before then, it was just a bunch of city council bureaucrats, very few of them, any of them having deep business economic experience, just making decisions. That's why the taxes are so high in Pueblo. That's why all their roads look great and they don't have any infrastructure. Now, it's getting really great. I'm not going down on Pueblo. Pueblo is the biggest part of the future because they did make that mayor change. They are investing in jobs in the steel mill. There's 500 new jobs at that steel mill down there, and they have over a half a billion dollar expansion project underway. I'm so fired up. I'm leaving the studio, and I'm going to go buy three houses in Pueblo. See, I did this in Colorado Springs, and I've been telling you guys this since 2012. I've been studying this stuff. I begged you since January of 2012, please just invest in our community, buy real estate. My wife and I have done it eight times now, and we're buying houses for 300000 and selling them for 500000 and then we're investing back more into the community. My passion is to get affordable housing. But let me get through this. All of the cybersecurity focus, genius plan to take an old, decrepit building off of North Nevada and start to form cybersecurity, one of the hottest IT trending focuses how about this whole space command now we don't know how it's going to end but man it's nice when you got the president of the united states coming into a commencement and then pushing for the space command and colorado springs showing with shriver and everything that we have a foundation all of this stuff is the leaves and the branches and the roots that just now are producing beautiful red gala apples like jobs beautiful development 
beautiful quality of living and the cost of living and the wages going up. How about all the recognition and the news and the investment? I'll get in. I'm going to make a transition here in natural resources. How about promoting the city? Let's go into this, the investment in the city. Look at what the, the Broadmoor is investing. People say they're a bad neighbor. I literally want to just rip my brain out and squeeze it like a rag when people tell me that. I'm just skipping housekeeping altogether because I want to get this in before we go to the fourth segment, okay? And here it is. I did that silence on purpose because did you know that Colorado Springs is technically a college town? Let's go back to the list of positives, my friend. One of the big six lists that you need to have intact is you need to have human capital in the investment. Do you know there's over 40,000 students in this city? Do you know we have a Division I school right here, Air Force Academy? You know we have Colorado College that's considered the Harvard of the West? God knows your tuition will justify it. But we have UCCS, the fastest growing campus in the whole state. Literally up to over 25,000 people just on that campus. We have Pikes Peak Community College that's got some great tradesmen schooling. Did you know with the technology, check another one, the cybersecurity focus, the space command focus? How about the law? Do you know Colorado Springs has some of the lowest mill levy in the whole state? I'm a nerd. I mapped out all 64 counties. And of all 64 of those counties, except for the super rural one where land prices are so inexpensive that you've got to kick up the mill levy, our mill levy is only 0.4%. Denver's is double that at 0.8%. So Denver's property taxes are double the Colorado Springs. Of the 64 counties, Douglas and Denver is up at the worst in the top, and Colorado Springs is down at the 12 in the bottom. And the only one over 100,000 people, all the other ones are literally 2,200 people in the whole county, and the mill levy is 0.25. But the ranches are 80 acres. And then we've got the law, where we have a conservative we try to keep our backs off. We've got some problems with regional and a lot of the, the building bureaucracies, but we've got a great population and pool of force. There's the thing. Natural resources, you think of lakes in Chicago. You think of rivers in Pittsburgh. You think of bays in San Francisco. But Colorado Springs has the natural resources of Pikes Peak. Now, we used to have the natural resources of Cripple Creek that would bring all the smelting down, which is now, you know, a neighborhood, Mesa Ridge, I'm not going to get into that. But now natural resources is starting to mean the parks, the quality of living with all of our open space, which what I call lakefront property of Pikes Peak and Cheyenne Canyon, where we can't keep expanding into an endless metropolis like Denver. So I'm going to wrap this up about why jobs matter right after the break. But please, if you need help getting a plan for retirement, buying a house, please give me a call because it's so much more than just a mortgage. I will give you a competitive mortgage and a competitive mortgage interest rate, but on top of that, I'll give you a plan. We have a team of nine professionals from bankers, from military folks like me, Air Force Academy graduates, Olympic athletes, and we will show you how to get your dream, help you get that Ramsey refinance, consolidation refinance, or the purchase. But more than anything, we'll help you get a plan to go into retirement. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to wrap up How Jobs Help right after the break on The Jay Garvin Show. Give me your eyes to just one second. Give me your eyes so I can see everything that I keep missing. Give me your love for humanity. Give me your arms for the broken hearted. The 
Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin. We want to pop you out. with me. I hope you are enjoying my show. If you're just joining me for my final podcast power segment, I'm Jay and I'm your friend. But if you've been with me, the name of the show today is How Jobs Help. And in Colorado Springs, El Paso County, the Pikes Peak region, we see home values going up 10% a year. We see more millennials moving to our county and our city than anywhere else proportionally in the United States right now. Go do the research yourself. We have one of the highest-ranked places to live. We've got cranes with developments with Norwood. We've got developments with G.E. Johnson and museums. And we've got stadiums that are being constructed. We have welcome centers that are being constructed. We have actual hotels now that are being constructed. We have businesses that are expanding. And why Colorado Springs? And why now? And what does that mean for you and your family? Well, first of all, it goes to GDP. Gross domestic product, I started, you can get the rest of the show, this is just the summary. But there's basically four points to GDP. Do you have investment in your entity, be it United States, Colorado, or Colorado Springs? By the way, Hick and Luber did a great job with this in the state, and I honestly believe that Governor Paulus is unraveling that. He's scaring the oil, the frackers, the energy industry people away. He's taking money out of the coffers by giving people free kindergarten. He's actually taking some of the other business freedoms and things away. But we'll see how it works. We know that Hickenlooper had one of the top three to five attractive states during his entire eight-year term. We know that John Southers has got momentum as our mayor here. But is there investment in our community? Is there government spending in our community? Is there personal and healthy consumption by constituents and consumers in our community? And is there net exports manufacturing? So now you look at that. Colorado Springs has investments. We're coming into the cybersecurity. We've got the Space Command that they're fighting for and developing. We've got the government sector, of course, with Fort Carson and with the Air Force Academy. Now, the net exports and manufacturing, this makes a big difference. Sierra Nevada is a huge, huge difference. All of the uh, bomb bomb, which is a internet. You get into the government sectors, the nonprofits, but how about the net exports? How much material and stuff is exported out of this community by focus on the family? How much is exported out of the community by the entire Andrew Womack Ministries? But let's look at the six factors one by one. Is the law in Colorado Springs proactive and favorable for growth? I believe it is. You can make that for yourself. We have very low mill levy. We have a proportionately, relatively low state tax at 4.625%, higher than Texas, but much lower than Wisconsin or California. Technology, this is a huge one. The entities within this city, UCCS campus, the uh, small business center connected to that, the mayor's administration, the city council has really gotten behind the cybersecurity push, the space command push. There's more examples, but this is, you know, an eight-minute segment. Human capital schooling, I told you, we are officially now a growing over 
10% of our city's population is in school. 40,000, basically, with a city of 400,000. We are a college town. Population, labor pool, skilled workforce, people are moving in. That's huge. People aren't moving into Hammond, Indiana. People aren't moving into La Crosse, Wisconsin, or Peoria, Illinois. Capital, physical capital and infrastructure, it's beautiful. I like to see the work done on the roads. I like to see the fact that our overpasses. I like to see the expansion being completed between Denver and Colorado Springs. But more importantly, I like to see the cranes for the Widener fields that are going to be built with private money. The Air Force Academy Welcome Center going to be done by a private contractor. But here's the biggest thing that I want to end with. First of all, you can call me at 719-330-1457 or simply go to churchillcolorado.com and say, Jay, that's how you email me. Put in your comments and say, I want your help understanding and taking advantage of this myself because here's the bottom line. The bottom line is growth is reality because in the absence of growth, we will and would be shrinking. There is no stagnation plateauing. You're either growing or you're shrinking. You're either living or you're dying. And the reality is, especially with 87 million millennials to contend with, I'm fired up that we're proportionally one of the most attractive places for those individuals. And isolation is a very, very narrow-minded and selfish outlook. If you want us to stay small, if you want us to stay the way we were, then that means it's going to end with you and your kids can go and expand and live elsewhere. Usually why I get the negative comments from the people that don't, have kids or don't care about them or they're already gone and left the nest. I want to create a community that my son can be an anesthesiologist and a doctor after he gets done with Notre Dame in his medical school right down the block from my wife. And, and that's not a big possibility right now in Pueblo. Maybe someday it will, but in Denver it's too big. And the final thing is you need to look and listen to me and understand that all neighborhoods are not created equal. All zip codes are not created equal. All enterprise zones in Colorado Springs, Pikes Peak region, and in Colorado and throughout the world are not created equal. And I can help you navigate a plan so you and your family can successfully do what's most important for us. Just spend time, quality time with our family. Hey, I'm not rubbing it in your face, but my 15-year-old has got a leg up on you and your kid, especially if you're not a homeowner. I used his college money to buy a house down in Ivy Wild. And it's almost doubled in value, and that means his $50,000 college fund has already turned into $200,000. And guess what? When he comes back, we're going to give him the house. That's going to be an attractive magnet to bring him back because it's all about family. And I want you to call me at 719-330-1457, schedule a 30-minute session, brainstorming session with you about how you can take advantage of our growing economy. Explain to you in more detail about how jobs help and how you can apply this to your goals, to your dreams, to your portion of retirement, to your portion of the American dream. And as I state at the end of every show, please go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them because that's, a, not, that's all that matters, not the GDP. And if you haven't found your passion, your calling, your purpose in life, pray to God that he would deliver it to you because that's what I found in you, the radio listener, someone I would serve every day. Please call me at 719-330-1457. Let me help you help yourself with real estate, with investment, and a secure retirement. Or go to churchillcolorado.com. You've been listening to The Jay Garvin Show. If I can see it, then I can do it. 
The preceding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Garvin's here, host of The Jay Garvin Show, heard every Saturday at 8 a.m. And then once again, replayed on Monday and Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Did you know the same way that shopping has transitioned from malls to online, we have those same forces that are pulling the mortgage and the real estate industry. Did you know there's such a thing called iBuyer versus local agents? There's actually people that are listing their houses and starting to work with companies that are all online and not even in our local community instead of your local real estate agents. What part of that is good? What part of that is bad? Find out all of those answers this next week on The Jay Garvin Show. Cardio News Radio. The Jay Garvin Show, Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio.